The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. H.P. Lovecraft Everyone fears something. Fear is built into us, and if you are really lucky, it will not consume you. There is a niggle at the back of your brain, reminding you not to hang your legs off the bed, not to look behind you as you run up the stairs at night after turning off the light. When passing a mirror, you hope that it was only your reflection you could see. That inch of movement you think you've seen from the corner of your eye. That blood-run cold feeling you get for no reason. That is fear. Welcome to a look into the unknown, where fear is always on the cards. Welcome to Paranormal Power. It's Friday and I'm feeling spooky. Who else is feeling spooky tonight, guys? Uh, J-Mac, what's happened to your, your facial hair? Well, <laughs> this is a long story, but I'll, I'll tell it here because this is, the, this is the ultimate platform for a long story, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's not a long story at all. Basically, I fucked it up. Um, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was just trimming my beard. I've got a brand new hair trimmer that my loving wife got me for Christmas. And uh, I adjusted it to what I thought would be okay. And it wasn't so um i was about to just come in here and do the podcast and i went to give the wife a kiss and she was like i'm not kissing you with that on your face right and i said this has been on my face the whole time it's just what's round about it it's just what's round about it that's changed she's like aye but you look like uh right um let's do a wee quiz here and we'll try and work out what we think i look like right what is a small round green vegetable a pea. Cabbage. A pea. What is a female deer <laughs> called? A doe. <laughs> Where do you keep information? Library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I look like a pea doe library. So that's uh, I, I basically I thought I'd keep it the night to, to keep my face in in kind of in keeping with the feel of tonight's show in, in ye olde Edinburgh. Um, I think I think I would have fit in right back then, but unfortunately now I just look like I should be locked up. Um, um, but I, I'm uh, I'm rocking it for tonight and tonight only. So anybody watching tonight, this is the only time you get to see J Mac with a full fledged tash. So mm -hmm. thank you for watching and good night. <laughs> King Dale Clark says hi all. We have King Dale Clark saying looking good lads once again. No homo. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Reese McColgan says, "Evening, lads. Evening, Reese. See Matthew Man. Happy Friday, guys. Keep it spooky. Happy Always Friday. Spooky. Who invited Tom Atkins? <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely going to be spooky today because today I've been looking forward to this one since we last caught up with James Gustafson on our episode of Paranormal. Uh, it was Lockdown Lore. <laughs> Paranormal. Oh Paranormal. yeah, uh, the first where iteration. We talked... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we actually spoke about uh, George." bloody mackenzie the crazy guy that done in a lot of folk way back when and uh still does a lot of people in that and much more coming up uh before we proper uh burst into the show uh kieran has prepared some context for this evening so we're going to play that and then we will bring james in here it comes 1500s edinburgh scotland the years which seen the treaty of edinburgh the agreement of the troops of England and France to leave Scotland to its own devices 
and settle its own affairs. The same year as the start of the Acts of Reformation Parliament, in which the establishment of the Protestant Church of Scotland occurred, approximately 12,000 residents of Edinburgh living in a busy and very dirty city. Dark, narrowing streets and winds were not a nice place to be at the end of the Middle Ages. With illness running high and sanitation running low, plague deaths would be imminent. This was to be the setting for a kirk and kirkyard, which was to take its name from a recently dissolved Franciscan friary who wore grey robes. Greyfriars. The kirkyard, or latter termed a graveyard, was established in August 1562 after a royal sanction granted the yards of the kirk to be used for burials as the dead population at St Giles grew higher and higher, regarded as one, if not the, most haunted graveyard in the world. Greyfriars is famous for several stories, including the Covenant's prison, a makeshift barbaric method of housing an estimated 1,000 people who would reject the rule of the king. George Bloody Mackenzie, the Lord Advocate that housed them there, who is now better known as the Mackenzie Poltergeist. Greyfriars Bobby, the world-famous Sky Terrier, whose statue resides outside the courtyard gates. Mort safes, steel structures designed to cover graves of the recently deceased in an attempt to prevent the grave robbers from stealing their corpses. Famously, the story of William Buck and William Hare in 1828, who had first murdered their victims and then realised that grave robbing was far easier, resulting in Burke's hanging and dissection into a wallet made from his own skin. Welcome to Paranormal Patter with special guest James Costorfin as we delve into the history and ghost stories of Greyfriars Kirkyard. Ladies and gents, James Kirkstorfin. Good to have you back, James. Uh, it's a fine-looking library you've got there behind you. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> There's all spooky books about Edinburgh and, uh, and Greyfriars, yeah. Do, do us a favour, mate, and uh, go and pick one off the shelf and we'll have a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Class. That lasted a whole three seconds. Fantastic. That was like <laughs> Neil Buchanan. <laughs> oh, no way. Oh, That's excellent. That where is a gorgeous book. Where, where did you get a hold of that from? It's my wife's. Oh, that's <laughs> a shame. Have you got any, as a, as a man who lives with a woman, do you have any cool stuff of your own? <laughs> no, no. Yes, oh, I've got good. lots of cool stuff. Yes. Ah, it's um, a very amicable relationship, yes. Excellent, excellent. That makes one of us. <laughs> Johnny Fraser says, hi, guys. And Kay Redmond says, Shirley Kirkpatrick. Don't suppose you've heard any Shirley Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick uh, ghost have you James no I've not no no I'm assuming she's tagging somebody called Shirley Kirkpatrick to <laughs> tune into this thing um, in which case there we go <laughs> Thank you. Um, so recently uh, Kieran joined us on the Paranormal Patter uh, this is our mini series that runs every two weeks where we take classic Scottish stories and we start chatting about you know what's happened and what whether or not we believe it, all that cool stuff, and and if we can investigate it, 
or say turn up and show up to it and see what happens when they say so much investigate it, then we shall so kieran went back and listened to the lockdown lore episode and said he had a couple of questions for you uh none that we actually know so kieran the floor is yours fella uh cool um <laughs> well, that, yeah what's the man uh pleasure to meet you um, all right so i i was going uh as kevin was saying i was going through the uh lockdown lore episode and you said quite promptly off the bat that any evidence to do what orbs just fucking bin it which yeah i've heard quite a few people say um and quite a lot of uh even professional the professional class ghost hunters refuse um any orb pictures or any orb video i was curious if you've ever seen or had anyone that sort of had any experience to do with like ectoplasm or ever come across anything like that upon your times within the spooky place of Edinburgh? Um, short of it, no. Um, I, I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if uh, somebody sneezing and firing projectiles <laughs> from their nose counts. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe they've uh, you know, just got a fright and you know, sneezed. I, I, no, I've, I've certainly never you know, had any experience of, well, then again, in the vaults, you don't know what's dripping on you, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, I, that's fair, it's, so, yeah, it, it, if ectoplasm tastes kind of salty, then yeah, yeah, we've had that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in there. Oh, that, that's, that's an image I'm going to have with me for a while. Uh, John. Okay, fair, um, no, that's, that's fair, I'm I just curious, it was something that you hadn't brought up, um, and the other one I thought of was you'd mentioned about the uh, the gentleman and the, the, that was kind of thrown around uh, the tomb and said that he was Australian. Around the kind of time frame kicking about Edinburgh, uh, seventeen uh, late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, was uh, a lot of the time that the British folk were sent across to Australia, mm. and I'm trying to see in my mind, if I can come across some sort of connection between any historic residents of Edinburgh that have a, a negative connection with Australia, basically because we had seen it as basically a prison where we sent people we don't like. So now any Australians coming back, is that something that you think is tied to why they're targeting Australians specifically? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, maybe it's a statistic that we could possibly look at, I suppose. Um never really thought about breaking it down to i mean obviously we take details for the documentational purposes um you know where people are from you know um as part of the report kind of thing but yeah maybe we could look through that data and you know possibly put something together but i certainly i can't think of anything that would you know make it racist towards australians there are any racist ghosts like, uh, it's just yeah. something that i was thinking about um and being a complete you know stats nub um, I couldn't help when you started to make that connection. I'm like, well, we don't like Australians historically, so I wonder if ghosts are kind of they've never changed in their ways. Yeah. Um. So, I was that. Did you have any other questions from that previous? Podcast? No, that that's the yeah. two I had kind of filed out of the town. Ah. Uh, well, for us, it was good to kind of speak to. So we always wonder, you know, when someone says, "Oh, I had an experience." There's always that, oh, here we go, <laughs> right? Because everybody wants to have had an experience. And that's why I've always said 
the experiences I've had, you just know I'm not making it up because I would have made up something more interesting. But yeah, James, it would be far more cool. Ah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you. I mean, we all go to like the most I'll see at work is someone getting their foot run over with a forklift, right? Which is quite entertaining. <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time, right? But of all of us, it was maybe... you, wasn't it? It was you. <laughs> <laughs> but the. Uh, I've been trying to get this out of you since the beginning. The first thing you said was, "Oh, somebody got their uh, foot run over at work today." We I thought, like, and it wasn't me. Like no. when somebody <laughs> is so protest, protestant, protestant about the fact that it wasn't them, I would say that it was probably them. I can guarantee it wasn't them <laughs> yet. But um, so there's always were... time. Aye, well, there is, um, and. If I do it, it'll be deliberate, so I'll hold my hands up to that one. <laughs> Mate, um, if that ever happens by accident, you are f- <laughs> <laughs> um, So your your workplace is essentially, I and mean, it is, it's a place where you're more likely to encounter ghosts than anybody walking the street. So for you, how do you, like, how do you, I can't even put it into words, how do you live your day-to-day life by being like, yeah, my ghost. I work with ghosts. <laughs> it's just, just another day in the office, really, isn't it? It's just, I mean, you get used to it, I suppose. I mean, 15 years I've been with the company now, so oh. pretty much seen it all, you know. But, you know, most of the problems we have, well, certainly in Greyfriars, are not anything to do with the, the dead, you know. It's usually mm. the, the living that are causing the problems. What kind of examples do you have of the living causing problems? I mean, it just what's the like your top three top <laughs> arsehole moments of people in the courtyard? Uh, generally just drunk people if they're going through from, uh, you know, um, runabout greyfires down to the grass market uses a sort of cut through. And, you know, if there's a tour on, they just, you know, because nobody's ever, ever went up behind a ghost tour before and went, I'd like to take the opportunity now to apologise for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, because the guy was naked as well. Was, yeah. I you never catch me naked. When I'm naked, I look like ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. So I, I don't do the whole <laughs> naked thing. <laughs> so we have uh, Seema here saying hey guys love this podcast but I always have to say my prayers after listening because I get scared easy just in case well <laughs> I bet it's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, do you ever feel like when you go home f- from work that you can I read in uh, Jan's book Jan Andrew Henderson the guy that he's the creator of City of the Dead Tours yeah indeed he's the owner yeah yeah, yeah. So I, I had read, I, I mean, we literally, Kieran, you've just, yours just arrived after I told you about it, but I have binged three of his books in a matter of like three days. <laughs> That's such nice. And uh, and one thing, I'm sure it was him in the book, because sometimes I couldn't tell who it was he was talking about, whether it be himself, because I kind of figured out that, I know he changed the character's names, but I believe one to be about him, where he goes home and stuff starts happening in his own house and someone else had gone home and said that they'd seen something that had made them be like all oh, right george knows where i live assuming that it was george do you get any of that yourself where you go home and you're like ah my work is with me no my my home is is chaos anyway i mean my wife's a death historian you know she yeah. specializes in funerals and burials and you know um that's what she does so there's death you know 
all around us. But mm. uh, certainly, I mean, I, I think I once did an EVP in the house uh, years ago after I had an EVP somehow in my possession, and it was quite interesting, you know, the the growls and everything like that. But mm. I don't feel anything is in the house. Certainly not. I mean, I've, I'm I'm a bit as psychic as a fire extinguisher. Um, I've I've never seen a ghost in my life so I ain't going to see one now but Mm. it doesn't mean it don't exist I've certainly seen a lot of things that are certainly not you know human orientated Um, so you know there's definitely something there but I don't know what it is I like Mm. that death is all around us like the the next Christmas single by Deed 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 <laughs> de- 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 <laughs> <laughs> they wait till they snuff it. Maybe that'll be the next thing. <laughs> and that, that's one of the things I always think, right? Because there are Barry so many. Hello. <laughs> there are so many. Yeah. <laughs> there are this so is many. Shit, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, there are so many. I love actually referencing. Nobody here will get. But I've got a tash. Uh, so. Yes, so, so there are so many different mediums out there that all claim to be able to. I mean, I've visited them and and they're really good. So there's so many mediums out there that claim to speak to spirits and and can tell you you know stuff from the other side and stuff. So I think as that stands, why if it's so certain, if like so, say I could do it, and and I'm speaking to someone from the from long gone, I but right secrets. Let's do this right, and I would take it further. Why is it that it seems to just be a high street thing where you could go in and speak to your gran who died 40 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why is it not on a bigger scale? Like, I was speaking to David Bowie and he's telling me all the things that he never told you when he was alive. You know what I mean? Do, do you... Yeah. Do you is that something um, that you... I, I suppose it could be a thing if David Bowie didn't know you, so why the fuck would we talk to you now? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you're like, uh... who, who, who are you, mate? Fuck off. You know? <laughs> 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 Fucking Kevin who? <laughs> <laughs> J Mac, uh, yeah, I remember you from that backstreet brothel, J Mac. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just one of those. What are, what I are some of the... I mean, I think do you not get different levels of mediumship? You know, you know, the, like contact wise, um, mm-hmm. you know, so different mediums can pick up different elements and stuff. But ah, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I've certainly seen a, a, a lot that. Mm. You know, it does make a mockery of things to a certain extent. Um, mm-hmm. But there is certain, you know, there are certain things I've seen and, you know, heard that there's basically no way this person could have known this about the single old person. You know, mm-hmm. you can certainly do researches. I mean, I think Darren Brown went right into it, you know, about the whole thing, which was fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the cold readers and stuff like that and the information that they can gather from, you know, but when yeah. this person has no contact with this person before, so there's no time to research everything, you know, and they can they tell you a secret. You know that that only that person would understand um, that. Yeah. You know some of the things you can't explain. Mm-hmm. I actually gave a I gave a, a cold reading to a, a barmaid about a month ago. It was when I left <laughs> my previous job. I gave her a cold reading. I, I have had zero training in giving cold readings. I just made shit up on the spot and, and without even thinking about it. She was like, "I, I, <laughs> it's so fucking easy." That's the that's mm. the scary thing about it. Is it is everybody has the same. Everybody's got the same insecurities, and everybody's everybody's got certain familiar things about their life and people that they've known that you can always tap into something. It's like, oh, oh, you you're uh, you can be quite self self critical, eh? It's like, aye. Well, we all can. 
really. And, and <laughs> just just dig into that a wee bit. It's like there's a there's a woman behind you. Um, look at like I looked at her age. She was clearly about thirty. I was like, right, this looks like it could be a, a grandmother. Is your grandmother still alive? She's like, no. I was like, is her. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a piece of piss if you get somebody that's willing to accept it oh, yeah. it's such a piece of piss anyway I, I feel like we're we're kind of diving into so many <laughs> different things at once here man we're, we're kind of it's like let's talk about mediums let's talk about ghosts let's talk about this so let's talk about your um your background and what you do with uh greyfriars kirkyard um now what you said you've been with the company for 15 years roughly yeah pretty much yeah yeah, and how how did how did you get into that anyway? I mean, nobody goes to uni to do uh, no. poltergeistology. <laughs> poltergeistology, yeah, I think it's a no. I mean, certainly, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely not a parapsychologist. So um, that's the word. Uh, yeah, parapsychologist. <laughs> a, a, a poltergeistist. Yeah, poltergeistist. Um, a poltergeist. I, I was. I, yeah, I used to be really into um, you know the ghost side of things when I was younger. Well, not younger, but. Um, you know, and it was back in 2003, I first read The Ghost of Haunted itself. Now, at that time, I was living in a place in Newport, near St Andrews, where I'm from. And I read the book, and I couldn't put it down. And I was like, this is fascinating. Um, you know, um, and at that point, you know, I hadn't even thought about visiting Edinburgh, let alone maybe one day working for the company that I was reading about, and then actually, you know, ultimately running the company. You know, so reading that book, and I, I really wanted to get over to Edinburgh and go and see the Covenanters prison and stuff like that and learn more about the Mackenzie Poltergeist. And then after I'd done it, I just forgot about it, and I was a, I was a professional drummer playing um, all over the place. Um, and I had to give that up uh, due to shoulder injuries. So I was moping about the, the Are you the drummer wife. boy? Are you the little drummer boy? I will, boy? yeah. I'll bang in, mate. Um, <laughs> especially Jim with that tickly tash yeah. <laughs> I, I might I might actually just keep it for another week just so I can do this whenever anybody, whenever anybody's anything slightly funny or sarcastic I can just go <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a handy little thing to have um, but yeah, it's not the first I, time not, he said that no, <laughs> I am not I'm not keeping it fucking look at that, look at that. That's horrendous. Like, which version of Chris Moyles? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Boyles. That's me, Chris Boyles. If I feel free to call me that for the rest of the show, Chris Boyles. <laughs> Stephen Thompson asks, just got here, what company is it? Just at the top there, as you can see, City of the Dead, you can go ahead and check them out at cityofthedeadtours.com, where that's basically, I mean, I take it City of the Dead, did, they, did you buy Greyfriars or did that? No, no, no. we just uh, we, we just ran the office. I mean, uh, Greyfriars itself is, uh, belongs to the council. Mm -hmm. It's council grant. Uh, they own it. Um, the church or the church, obviously. Uh, but mm -hmm. we took on when Jan originally got the access to the prison after the prison area in Greyfriars was locked shut by the council mm -hmm. um, because of the strange occurrences and stuff. Now it's easier to keep people out, and basically prevention is better than cure. So mm -hmm. we just lock it off. You know, lock mm -hmm. that section off. So Jan approached them. Saying, look, I'm at the moment writing a book, which was the ghost of horror itself. And mm -hmm. um, I'm writing the book, so I need to do research. I need to be able to take people in there, you know, friends, family, whatever, people that want to go in, and I need to document what 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 they feel. You know, I, I need to do this. And the council said, no. Nah. So <laughs> <laughs> a council that says no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so so Jan decided to have a think about it. He went away, and um, he. 
he basically put together a, a, a contract. He got himself public liability insurance, and mm. he went and he said, "Look, if you let us have you know sole access to the prison, let me to take people in there uh, to keep documenting this thing. Here's my public liability insurance, and um, if we take rent off the office, the old watch house in the graveyard, we'll use that as an office, and um, we'll rent that from you, and we'll you know pay for sole access to the prison, mm-hmm. and we still have the keys 22 years later." <laughs> Do, do you know? Do you know when? Um, uh, when it was locked off, like when the council took the decision to 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 lock lock the the Kirkyard off. I mean, had it been open to the public for a hundred yeah, years before well, that? I mean, the- well, the Kirkyard is still open to the public. Um, you know, you can walk around the Kirkyard. Uh, it's just that one area, that one the, area. the South Yard. Yeah, um, that's what is known as the Covenanters Prison. Right. Uh, just that stretch. What was the uh, the final straw that kind of made the council close it off? Uh, well, no, it wasn't. It was the council's decision. Uh, like I said, Boris Johnson had a party in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cheese and wine meeting. It was a... mm. um, they decided to lock off because of the strange occurrences. There was things like, there was, I think there was 11 ambulances called in the space of three months for people oh, in the prison area. And not because of drugs or anything, it was because they just collapsed outside this one tomb. In that area, they'd fallen over and broken an arm or smacked their head, you know. So there was, you know, injuries, and sometimes they were with partners, sometimes they were alone. It was all centered around this one tomb. So now the council, who are not insured for, you know, graveyard people are dead when they get there, you know. So they don't need insurance. So instead, of, like I said, prevention is better than cure. Mm-hmm. For that amount of things to be happening in that one area, they saw it as, you know, dangerous in a sense. So they just locked the gates, and they just locked the gates over and put a padlock up. Right. Damn. So, so does that, that was. That then, it seems more like it was uh, on a, a kind of rational. Uh, listen, there's there's people getting injured. It's a public liability well, thing at this point, more than a, a para para psychological. Well, yeah, or, I mean, um, it does come down to that. But the, I mean, the the news of the strange happenings had already been in the press. People coming away with scratches, and you know, and it had already made some small news in the press. So it was already gathering momentum. But you know, nobody knew what it was. You know, a lot of people were still looking at these people, going, "Well, they're just nutters." You know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, well, you got scratched and stuff, yeah. Um, so it was still relatively small at that point. I mean, it was Jan that called it the Mackenzie Poltergeist. It was him that called it, and I shed said to him not that long ago, he should have copyrighted that name because it's mm-hmm. just like everybody talks about it, but you know, very rarely it's the real story they're giving people, which is really quite irritating because I've read something on a website that's totally made up. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I suppose that'll always happen. Now, here's some of the images here, the courtesy of yourselves. That people had documented while being on your tours. Um, oh no, no, no! That's that's the wrong folder, mate. That's my uh, no, no. That was uh, a wee party I had last week. <laughs> 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 wrong but, link. Sorry. <laughs> there's that one on the uh, the far right. Looks like a dinosaur bitten in the shoulder or something. I mean, you. you I was thinking when all oh, this happened, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously I've witnessed them, yeah. Um, I mean, these photos are sent to us by people who have been on the tours. I mean, a lot of people don't realise. I mean, there is still a lot of people who go away that don't know what's happened. I mean, the majority of people do say it's like a cold or a burning sensation. Um, And then we don't know if it's going to be the bruise marks or the scratch marks or the the bite marks. Um, There is no set ways to it. But these are not human scratches. And this is why I'll always argue with psychologists. You know, psychologists say that the people do it to themselves. Mm. They can. They're like cat scratches. They're not human scratches. And for somebody to be standing in proximity to other people that close, when they're all on heightened alert, they're in the lair of one of the most violent poltergeists in the world. 
and people are like, if somebody so much as even moves a foot, people are like, what, what, what were they doing? You know, they're just like basically sitting there, basically. Yeah. And yeah. so for somebody to be able to scratch themselves without somebody noticing, in that, you know, no, 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 it's impossible, absolutely impossible. Especially in some of the positions where those scratches are, like that's yeah, not, I mean, a, that's not an easy thing to do if you're going to try yeah. and do that. Well, okay, could, you, could you bring under, up? Mm-hmm. Sorry, okay, could you bring up the the very last one that you showed? Um, that I think this one? that one, the the top left. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. other than those scratches, that's a really pretty back. Um, if she didn't <laughs> do that to herself, somebody had a good yeah. ass time. Yeah, that that was like fingerprints <laughs> on the spine, like somebody like yeah. grabbed on the side. Yeah. Um, yeah, fingerprints are quite common as well. Yeah. We get a lot of like round around the neck area. People think they're like get a sort of smothering feeling, like they can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And then when yeah. you see the flashlight, there's like there's like finger impressions on their neck and things and shoulders are quite popular as well. Under clothes, you know. And again, these people can't do it under jackets and t shirts and you know, it's impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, the very, see the very first one you had up, Kevin, the, the yeah, it was the very first shot on the left hand side. There was like a, a picture it looked like a yeah. It looks like the indentation of the necklace is like burned into the skin. Yeah, yeah it's almost it an identical kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. The ingot, yeah. I think, is it, is it an ingot? Is it? Uh, it's an ingot or an, uh, yeah. something like that. The name ring uh, sounds right. Hmm. Stephen, yeah, just to reply to Stephen Thompson there. Yeah, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's only city of the dead that have access to the prison. Uh, we've we've always had the only access to the prison. Um, yeah. So I mean, other tour groups talk about it, but none of them have access to the yeah. actual layer of the Mackenzie Poltergeist. That'll be why. So it was the different kind of one. Dave Martin says, I've just went on Amazon to buy the ghost that haunted itself. Sounds like my kind of book. There we go. Tell Jan we want 25%. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, uh, I love that title. So the ghost that haunted itself. Like the ghost, <laughs> walks, past, the ghost <laughs> walks past the mirror and he's like, oh, you bastard me. Stupid <laughs> bastard. Um, Stephen Thompson says, was it true that a homeless guy broke into the tomb and disturbed the remains? Well, like, the That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, 1999, there was a homeless guy who was just trying to seek shelter. There was no malicious you know, intent. Um, he just wanted to get shelter. Now, as you look into the Mackenzie Mausoleum through the front doors, it's got the ground level just in front of the doors. Then the burial chamber is below uh, where the coffins are. There's also another floor under that, which is an old grave of the family who were there before Mackenzie's Mausoleum were built. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the Forrester family. That's their remains. So the homeless guy went and he went downstairs because the wind was rattling through and um, he broke in through the back. There's a big space at the back of the mausoleum and he went downstairs to where the coffins are. Now, unfortunately for him, he fell through the floor and the first thing he did was grab a coffin because that was the only thing he grabbed and that brought the coffin down and it damaged the coffin. It didn't break open, um, but it damaged the top and it damaged the side. And then obviously he ran uh, out and um, decided to try and sleep somewhere else that didn't involve dead bodies. <laughs> God dang it! So that was the first time that his uh, tomb was uh, was entered and desecrated, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's when things started happening. It wasn't instantly; it was maybe a few weeks after it. That's when things started to happen within the tomb in the prison area. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets confusing for people who don't have access to it, because everybody believes that the Mackenzie Mausoleum in the main graveyard, the big domed one, everybody believes that's the Black Mausoleum, when it's not. That's just George Mackenzie's burial mausoleum. Mm-hmm. The black mausoleum where the attacks happen on people is in the locked Covenanters prison. That is where the attack happened. So something triggered something from when Mackenzie's mausoleum was, you know, uh, desecrated. Mm-hmm. Something triggered to further in this tomb in the prison. 
And that's when it really started heating up, so to speak. That's when the attacks were becoming more and more frequent um, with people going in and things. Can, can you tell um, uh, whoever, anybody that's watching that's not familiar with George McKenzie himself, can you just give a, a brief history of who he was and what he'd done and why he might be haunting the place? Ah, he's a mad shagger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sir George McKenzie, he was uh, he was Lord Advocate to King Charles um, over him. Um, he worked his entire life to get to where he was to basically he made the laws in Scotland. He was as high as you could go in Scotland without going to the king. You know, so he was um he was kind of backed up in a corner. And unfortunately people only remember the bad stuff about George Mackenzie. Um how he was, you know, but then again, some people would have you believe that George Mackenzie was pulling an eight-hour shift on a Sunday at the prison, strangling Corbin Anders with his own hand. No. <laughs> George McKenzie done a lot more good things in his life than he did bad. Put it this way. Yeah. Um, he founded the Advocates Library in Edinburgh. He donated a lot of money to charity of his wealth. He also abolished we one of the main reasons that witch trials were abolished in Scotland. Mm-hmm. You know, for this whole you know, this whole witch thing. And so he defended so this whole thing he hates females. Utter garbage. He defended them. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he also ended up defending Covenanters after, you know, the you know, the Presbyterian everything broke. So he, um, but unfortunately, he's he's George Mackenzie had nothing to do with the prisoners in the Covenanters prison. Mm-hmm. He signed it off. That was the only connection he had. He never visited. He never, you know, he, he was Lord Advocate. He was mm-hmm. in an office. You know, he he, he didn't come down <laughs> and you know, shoot them and strangle them. But again, you know, a lot of the stuff, you know, it grows tales over the years. And, you know, it, it, different people in tour groups now adapt the story to suit their own tours. And it's mm-hmm. lost the element of, you know, what it is. I mean, to this day, we still say there is no evidence it's anything to do with George Mackenzie. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that, it's that old adage, Joe. You shag one sheep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, the one thing as well, when I was reading Jan's book, uh, and they went and he went through the history, and that's in the ghost that haunted himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to bring up a picture out there for anybody that does wish to go to Amazon. They're not actually that expensive, so even if it's no payday, you can definitely go check out. These are the three I read: uh, the ghost that haunted itself, city of the dead, and the town below the ground. James, I know you've done both the ghost that haunted. No, the city of the dead. No, I've done city of the dead. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. your your images. For anybody that wishes to see James's images, definitely. Oh, you, you uh, James, you, your photography is mm-hmm. is outstanding. By the way, yeah, every right. time you put something up, I mm-hmm. just love looking at it. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. It's all in um, the camera. Yeah. <laughs> if, you ever, if you ever want to send me a wee free print or twelve. <laughs> um, so the thing, the thing when I was reading like, the ghost that no, haunted itself, you can buy them. <laughs> um, Right cheaper than John's books. <laughs> well, while uh, while reading that book, I was like, "Well, wait a minute." He goes into the the history of the Covenanters. Like the Covenanters were like, "Here, we're going to do our thing," right? The other guys were like, "No, you're no," right? And then they were like, yeah. "Can what? See, instead of us going to war, you can do your thing." And then <laughs> France were like, "We're going to smash you," and the Covenanters jumped in, right? So it's kind of their own fault that. that kind well, of like... <laughs> I mean, the Covenanters basically all. What it comes down to is the Covenanters basically said nobody's bigger than God. That's yeah. what it came down to. I mean, a lot of people get confused about it, thinking it's something to do with independence and that. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not to do with independence whatsoever. It's basically they were pissed off that, that Charles was pulling uh, a Henry, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, Charles wanted to be ultimate head off the church as well. And they said, look, no, no, we've got to save the king, but mm-hmm. don't mess with religion. You know, you're not bigger than God. So yeah. do what you want. 
we support you. We will not call draw arms to you. That's what the national covenant was. You know, it was them mm-hmm. signing to say we we accept the monarchy, blah blah, blah but don't mess with our religion. Yeah, and that's when obviously the prayer books came in with the changes in the prayer books. You know, where it was changing it to you know from the Almighty Lord to you know you know it was changing the wording to put basically the king in word is higher than the church and mm-hmm. caused riots. That was when the first thing sort of started off the riots where uh, a woman was it Miss, Miss Mrs Geds I think it was I can't remember her first name when she actually she was, she was so angry she picked up a stool and threw it at the minister. A what type stool. of stool? Uh, are we ah, talking like a wooden uh, stool uh, here? Or no, where are we going? no, we chocolate <laughs> drop. It was a, you know, a stool. <laughs> I would have said shite otherwise. She's done a big dump and loved it. <laughs> we thought you were perfect, just... mate. Here, uh-huh. that. No, it was, uh, so basically that was it. You know, the National Covenant. And then that obviously led to the 50 years of killing. You were either with the king or against the king, uh, basically. And let's face it, the Stuart you know, dynasty had not had that much good luck in monarchy. So, ah, you know, that's true. George Mackenzie, especially, he couldn't, he couldn't turn around to Charles and go, "Look, Charlie, sit yourself down, calm down, Beyonce, have a cup of tea, right? Here's the script, right? They're not caring about what you do, but come on, you need to admit, don't make yourself be God, calm yourself, you know, right. just reality check, mate. Yeah, you, like I said, that would have been treason. He was against the king. He would have been executed. Next person. You know, mm-hmm. it was a conveyor belt, you know, so he had to, he was backed in a corner, you know, and yeah. he, he was doing his job. But he, George Mackenzie never killed a single person with his own hand. He knew what was happening with Montrose. Montrose was the one that loved killing people. You know, he was the one that was all for disemboweling them on the doorstep and things, you know. <laughs> I mean, Mackenzie knew it was happening, you know, just normal. What did you do? You worked the day here? Oh, well, I just disemboweled 14 Covenanters. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of kids Jeez. as well. Right, they were ginger. Who cares about them? <laughs> <laughs> Sent a wee boy down a tunnel as well with a drum. Um, Funny thing, he stopped right. drumming. And I kicked <laughs> a dog in the tits and grey for I, 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 I think old Jamie here has been far too protective of old George Mackenzie at this eh? point. Right, Jamie, do me a favour. George can't hear you, right? No. <laughs> if, if, if you're in distress, if you're in distress, just, just like, just he's a he's a wink or something, and we'll, we'll send somebody. Ask for Sue. Ask if Susan's working. <laughs> we have a, a couple a couple questions here uh, that have been mounting up. Uh, Sam Mazlowski says, "I hope I spelled that. I pronounced that right. Sorry." Says, "Hey guys," and then asks, "The Covenanters' prison is a different ball game. Atmosphere completely changes." What a question. C. Matthewman says, my pal's been before and mentioned the circle of death. Is that a thing? He's also a guy who's told me not to visit. Oh, no, no, that, that sounds like uh, your mate's talking about the circle in uh, Nidri Street vaults by Old Ricky tours. Uh, they, they've got a circle yeah. in their vaults that you're not meant to stand in. That's what that sounds like. Nothing to do with Greyfriars. Yeah, I, I remember Over. that. I see. I, I remember. I remember seeing that. I, and actually, through my ignorance and lack of fucking, <laughs> uh, let's see, what's the word? Lack of uh, research. Uh, I thought you had something to do with the uh, Nidrish Street vaults, vaults as well. So well, apparently, it's, well, uh, kind of. <laughs> it's true. Not Nidri Street vaults. We're on Nidri Street South. It's a oh. different street, but that's where the confusion <laughs> lies. Old Ricky, I've got Nidri Street. We're on Nidri Street South. It's across the bottom of the Cowgate and up the other side of the bridge. So it's okay. Nidri Street, but it's South Nidri Street. So okay. that's where the confusion comes from. So we'll let you off for that one. It does happen. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I remember... Um, different section of 
I see. I, I remember the the circle of stones, and uh, I also remember a, a certain very famous uh, UK TV show went to the Nidder uh, Street vaults and uh, stood Very in the, the circle sick. and uh, tried to, yeah, <laughs> tried to um, it, it invoke some nastiness by saying some horrible shit. And lo and behold, fuck all happened. Um, <laughs> Not the <did I. laughs> um, but that was quite was, interesting because the bridge was like 180 years after the last plague left, which I thought was quite fascinating. <laughs> See, yes, um, we shall not discuss the name of the program, but uh, it rhymes with schmost schmanted. Um, <laughs> let, let's go. <laughs> say, I, uh, say I walked into the Black Mausoleum. Is it mm. very likely that I'm going to get smashed? <laughs> Depends how much J Mac pays me, really. <laughs> <laughs> no enough. For a small admin fee, it could be arranged, you know. <laughs> With this dash, I'll smash you myself. I'll give you a, a tash smash. <laughs> super, super. I keep making this face. Tash, I can't. Bro. I cannot help but make this it's face. Like with a dash. Sean Connery. Oh gosh, tash smash you. You just know that uh, Craig Matthewman's going to have you illustrated in some sort of something. Nah, that's it. Stay now. It's become a permanent fixture. <laughs> That's it. That's that. See, see, actually, that face I just made, I want that on my gravestone. That's that's, that's going on my gravestone. And Greyfriars, if I can get a plot. (laughs) (laughs) Super Tash Bros. (laughs) (laughs) Right. uh, For the next episode, all three of us have to have Tashies. Um, (laughs) I write. Do you know what's funny? We're actually planning to go in with James to the vaults. I think right, we should right. all go just Tash. Hi. <laughs> Get ready to Tash smash those ghosts. <laughs> live aid vibes. <laughs> um, so how, how likely? Like, I just got that. It took me a second. Sorry. Uh, it, it, there is no answer, to be honest. I mean, yeah. it, it's, we'd love it to be frequent. I mean, I, we'd love to be able to tell when it was going to happen or, you know. But it is completely random. Sometimes we can go months and without anything happening, and we're like, "Well, mm-hmm. maybe that's it." You know, it moves yeah. on, um, or just gets bored, or it's on isolation or something. You know, um, yeah. But we we just don't know. I mean, over three thousand eyewitness accounts now, and we've done twenty two years. So when you break it down, you know, it's not every night, but mm-hmm. but it's times we've had two or three. You know, yeah. we call have, you, have you ever had? Night. Have you ever had like a steadfast, staunch, fucking non-believer come to you at the end of a tour and go, "Dude, this has changed my viewpoint on life." Uh, several times, I've just found that as cliche as that sounds. You know, no, it has happened. Yeah, and um, like I, I mean, if I'm doing a tour, I'll always say to people, "Look, I don't really care what your beliefs are. Uh, if you believe in this thing or not, you know, I don't. I'm not here to change your mind. You know, and that's not my job." You know, this thing doesn't care if you believe in it or not. If this thing takes a dislike to you, it's going to get, you know, it is going to come and basically get you. <laughs> Whether you want to believe it or not, you know? So, um, but no, um, it, funnily enough, actually, majority of people do tell us if it does have, like, look, oh, we never believed this was true uh, until it happens. And we do get a lot of comments like that as well. Well, my friend was totally thinking it was a joke, and, you know, but then she come away with scratches and things. So, uh, totally unexplainable, yeah. But no, I mean, I've seen his face. Do you think there's a, a reason that um, 
I mean, it always seems like uh, haunted um, or sorry, paranormal phenomena. It seems to only ever happen in like really old places. Um, like, now, you never you never hear about. Uh, so, oh, mate, I saw a ghost the other day. He was wearing a naff naff tracksuit and a pair of kickers. <laughs> it, it never happens. It's always like kind of Georgian clothes and stuff like that. It's, it's, what do you think? I know you're not a parapsychologist and shit, but what do you think's the reason that there has to be age to something for it to be paranormal? Well, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, nobody's ever reported seeing the ghost of a caveman and anything. They're not walking about with a big club or anything like that down the gorbals on a Friday night Aye. in a stormy Aye. night. You know, it's got this caveman running about. Mind you, that's, that could be that's pretty normal. Not allowed out there, <laughs> <laughs> normal Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, most majority of are either, but again, you know, the Edwardians and Victorians and stuff, you know, they were very up on their their, their ghost stories, you know, the women in black and things like that, you know. Mm. Some say the ultimate ghost story, you know, and that's possibly where it all, you know, kind of, although obviously ghosts and things have been going way back, you know, spirits, like obviously, with, you know, the tribes and things like that with their spirits and their spirit, you know, and the spirits bring them life and different beliefs and, but yeah, I mean, most majority of reported ghosts in, in the UK anyway are, you know, Roman or, you know, Edwardian or Victorian. And, yeah, It's funny, I love watching like the American shows and they're like, it's like, okay, we're, we're going to see this haunted uh, this haunted building. This building is so old, it was built in 1972. <laughs> I mean, I've got socks America, that were yeah. built before that. Building <laughs> socks. Dave Martin says, "I have to admit, I'm a non-believer, but only because I haven't experienced anything." Um, he also says, "Ghost with Lacoste tracksuit and Burberry." <laughs> Get on. Uh, <laughs> Matthew says, "I was on the ghost bus tour a few years back. We stopped at a graveyard, but I was a bit pissed and can't remember where I where it was. Only thing I remember is the story about the bells and." Grave ringers. Ah, was that really a thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Burkhead. Yeah, that was a real thing. That's the thing. That's the wait, if, for for whom the bell tolls. Is that where that the comes deep, from? The deep deep bell, yeah. And a lot. I mean, obviously, a lot of people. I mean, obviously, back then, a lot of people did go into comas, and we obviously they didn't understand what it, you know, what a coma was. So people did wake up after being pronounced dead. You know, we didn't have the beep 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 beep. Aye. You know, it was all touched the hand, and the doctor was probably half cutting opiates anyway. Aye. So you know, <laughs> he wouldn't be feeling anything through his fingers. Imagine, so wake, imagine waking it up to that, just like, ah. No, no, fuck. here's the thing, right? In the book, in Jan's book, <laughs> The Ghost That Haunted Itself, and I remember, I just pissed myself laughing, right? It says, Of course here. you did. Like, Kevin, oh. you, you could you could laugh at literally anything that you shouldn't laugh at. Well, Do it, was, you know? it was funny, but imagine this, though. Imagine you, you're a grave robber with your Birkin here, right? You open they were coffin. grave robbers. They were killers. <laughs> well, killers and co slash uh, grave robbers. And they open a casket and they go to cut they see an old, an old woman with lots of rings on and they go to cut her finger and she goes, ah! <laughs> Can you imagine how much you would shit yourself? Well, there's a lot of misconception around that as well with the grave robbers. A lot of people thought that they uh, that they cut the fingers to get the rings, which is not true. Um, they cut the fingers off because pre-1832, the Anatomy Act, it wasn't actually legal to dig a dead body out of the ground. As long as they were naked, because the body didn't belong to anybody. It was God's creation. So, but rings, jewellery, clothes, they belong to somebody. That's theft. You could, the worst case, be hanged for theft. So people would cut the fingers off because couldn't get the rings off. 
to, they wouldn't take the ring because they were getting more money for the body than they would for a ring. Mm. So they would cut the fingers off and they would leave the fingers in the grave with the rings. Oh, so ironically, so they would cut. So ironically, they would cut fingers off of bodies to make it more legal. Yes, and to make that basically, yeah, and to get more money. Yeah, I was born in the wrong time era. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. But then you know, um, I mean, it was kind of frowned upon. Um, you know, until 1832, the Anatomy Act came into force, and uh, that made it illegal to dig, basically, bodies out of the ground. Mm. And it's true that they used to have. Uh, a bell system, and this is where a dead ringer comes from. That yeah. someone would wake up from a coma. Oh, I'm no deed. Here's a string. Start ringing they it, and they would like yeah. patrol the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not particularly, but people would usually hear it. You know, um, especially in Victorian times. You know, people mm -hmm. uh, started using graveyards as a kind of recreational area. So there would always be people, unless it was really early in the morning, which case you fucked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you would ring the bell. Yeah, it was, it was, it was an alarm. It was an alarm, and. Uh, yeah, and that's where because people would think walking past them in the street, going, "We buried you," literally the other day, you know, and that's <laughs> a, a dead ringer. Yeah, is there any? Well, I'm Macintosh. Well, I'm Macintosh for still game. I'm no deed. Somebody's <laughs> been up and ransacked my. I'm back after a spooky bit. <laughs> is there any uh, any cases of that happening at, at Greyfriars? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, it probably did happen. I mean, that, that was the whole point of them. You know, that's why they were sort of, you know, popular. Um, but, you know, as medicine went on, it became less and less necessary by by the grave robbing time. You know, I, I very much doubt it was in, in effect. You know, we were quite advanced and we, we were leading the world in medicine at that point yep. because and of the cadavers, you know, being provided by the grave robbers. So, mm. not Buckingham. We were just killing people. Yeah. Ah, right. Um, Reese. Um, Reese McColgan actually says something really interesting here. He says, I've been to Outswitch before, and as soon as you go in there, you can feel some sort of presence. I know that again, I keep referring to this book, which is why everybody should check it out. It's really not that expensive and really good, worth the money. Um, the ghost that haunted itself. I've got it too, by the way. I just haven't shown you. It's sitting right over. <laughs> Aye, okay. Aye. There it is. Um, I so in, in that I've got a different does... cover. Hi, uh -huh. uh, yeah, the, um, the original covers. Uh, Kev's got the original cover. J Max got the new cover. Uh, oh, of yeah, course, no, I've got the, the one that's worth less that's, fucking yeah. money. <laughs> Kev's got the got the original. Yeah. Uh, well, see, um, he says in that book that could it be paranormal or could it be? You'll probably know more about this. Where he talks about how when so many people go into an area with negative energy because like you yeah, mentioned yeah there's like better ones at least yeah yeah mm -hmm. so with that do you like if if Auschwitz was full of that kind of stuff and say the black mausoleum was in the Covenanters prison could that be something quite similar do you think there's a point in that well I mean yeah I mean the Covenanters prison is known as is, is the world's first concentration camp you know um, apart from it was open air uh, where mass prisoners were kept together um, I mean, a lot of it does come down to psychosis as well, um, the psychology of it, where um, when they go in, you you already know the stories, you've already read about it, you already know about it, and you already know mm. about the atrocities that were, you know, sometimes you've obviously read or heard about outfits. Other times on the tour, the guide's bigging the prison up, all the tour, so you you know that it's, it's, a, it's a site of, you know, multiple deaths. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, that could be your own, you know, brain putting, you know, uh, saddening thoughts on it. That's that's a perfectly reasonable, you know, scientific theory behind it. Mm. 
I do remember. Or were the dead person going around scratching people? <laughs> <laughs> Never know. It's probably more likely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do remember um, reading a, a story um, about an American parapsychologist who started off with the same the same kind of conversation we're having, um, the same theory that an area that has like a kind of deep well and sadness attached to it tends to develop more uh, paranormal um, happenings. And he basically conducted this study. I need to find it and see if I can send it across to you. But he basically had this study where he would take uh, random members of the public to places that would that he knew of uh, paranormal happenings happening. But the, the, uh, the people that were taken there were taken blindfolded and were taken... Um, like not unknown themselves, they knew where they were going, but they were told they were basically taken to an unknown location to them, so that when they got there, they didn't know the story to it, they didn't know uh, any of the background, and it was basically to see if they could feel that sort of negative pressure or negative energy with, that was associated with those buildings. And I think it, the the findings that he kind of got were relatively good. He couldn't wasn't enough to basically say like that's it's a hundred percent true, um, but he was basically in the on the trial, on the trial to uh, get something out of it. I don't know how successful it is going forward, but it's definitely something that people have looked into in the past. What was the question? And another one. Another one, just quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a question. Just a thought. Um, I don't think it's just a meant you mentioned earlier on, right? You because uh, I'm a sad sack and I like numbers. You said you roughly three thousand eyewitness accounts. Yeah, over the years, 20, yeah. Over 22 years. Yeah, 22 years, yeah. That's 136 a year, which is once every three days. That's mad. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> when you think about that, <laughs> eh? Well, it actually is more. Have you ever had a... Have you ever had a... Like, save me working that out. I don't want to like that. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever had, like, a, a particular day of, of a particular year where you've just went, fucking hell, that's like nine folk the day that have been scratched or spanked or chucked against the wall? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there was one notable time, and that was in 2003 when uh, a young 15-year-old boy broke into the Mackenzie Mausoleum and removed the head of one of the corpses and kicked it about the graveyard. Um, so uh, we do around the, uh, the, 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 the ferocity of the attacks went up. It was a lot of scratches, and the frequency also improved over the sort of weeks just after that. Hmm. So... We don't know if that was anything to do with energy because it was all in the media. It was worldwide news, so everybody coming along pretty much had already heard about it, you know. So they were, you know, coming along, and obviously the guided message. Well, recently this has happened, and so again that could have been. But yeah, there was a noticeable increase in the weeks after that had happened. And then um, did they kind of go back to plateau and after that to what they were like before, or did it stay at a kind of higher level to previous? Um, there was a lot more scratches than knockouts. Uh, knockouts are the most common. Uh, we well, we call them knockouts. It's somebody getting knocked out cold, um, not fainting. You know, people get warnings of fainting. They can start feeling dizzy and hot, and they need to sit down. You know, a knockout is like the hypnotist has just come up and went sleep. They just oh. drop. They could be you know talking to somebody or you know perfectly fine. And just they just drop in a second. Um, George that's with McKenzie. Yeah, it's just like somebody just come up and just like go sleep. Yeah, it's, it's quite amusing uh, to some people. Um, <laughs> just watch somebody just straight down. Uh, mm -hmm. It obviously takes friends out, but um, 
that didn't happen so much. It was mainly the scratches and the bruises and the, and the people being grabbed uh, mm. for a while. But then I sort of mellowed out again and just became the usual knockouts. Yeah. And okay. yeah. you, you seem you seem pretty kind of um, conditioned to it or uh, almost kind of stoic to what's what goes on there. I mean, have you ever had a moment in there where you've been like, "Holy shit, what did I just see?" Um, it's kind of hard to think. Um, um, I think the first time I saw the scratches appear on somebody live, kind of thing, um, you know, right there in front of us, and that was that was probably a sort of pivotal <laughs> moment. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a Spanish camera guy. Uh, we were doing us filming for a Spanish TV thing. We watched um, that. <laughs> French. French. French one. And we were in the prison in the mausoleum and the camera guy was filming and he suddenly got his other hand and he started wiping his face like there was something in his face. I mean, mm. So obviously the camera moved, so the director was like, stop, you know, shouting at that and we're like, what's wrong? And he started wiping it and I was like, give me the light. So got the torch on his face and I literally saw the three scratches appear right down his face. Um. Of course, the camera was still down here, so we didn't have enough time to spin it around to catch them. Hmm. But that was kind of like, well, this is, I've never actually seen it before. Usually it's people after the tour, it's not actually happening live. As you can see them get redder and redder and then, you know, welting up like cat scratches. That was pretty Night awesome. A nightmare in Greyfriars. What was the last kind of... Yeah. <laughs> no, you go, Kev. No, no, I was what... just saying it was like a nightmare in Greyfriars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the last kind of uh, event that you had that not necessarily freaked you out, but they kind of you'd seen and just gone, well, that, well, that's new. Um, not really, because um, you know, I just uh, all amalgamates in a one. The other one would have been the vaults. Um, when I, it was it was actually in the vaults, not great for ours. Um, when I heard the children laughing at like ten oh. past three in the morning. Um, fuck uh, that! No, fuck that! Yeah. yeah. What is it about kids? Like, ghost, mostly children are just fucking scary. That's scary. terrifying like, because they're more innocent. I think. I I, I think that's that's what yeah. it, you've got. You've got ch child ghosts, and the ghosts of old women are just like fuck that noise. Right, I'm, <laughs> I'm out. Like I could see the ghost of I don't know, like like a strong man for 1921, just like with with my tash going. Hur, hur. I would not give a shit if I seen a wee kid. From 1902, wearing one of the wee dresses, playing with like a fucking, <laughs> like a spinning top, just singing a wee creepy song, creepy oh, song. You, I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm gone. assuming you would, uh, you would not do too well seeing like any of the kids with black eyes, like that kind of. Oh, I've heard of that. Theory of of kids all over the world have you, showing up with have, black eyes. Have you seen our stupid dog collection in in, in the office in Greyfriars? No, I don't have you. Yeah, we've got or collection. I'm in, sure um, we will. When we all go to Greyfriars at the start of February next month, follow us, jibber jabber, as we go in the air and all that shit. Good point of future reference. Yeah, we'll, that we'll, is we'll the shittest plug ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the plugs on my own. Uh, Michaela Manzakova says, James, is there an experience that someone's told you about or you have experienced yourself that sticks with you till this day? Uh, probably the one that sends the shivers down the spine the most. Mm. Um... <laughs> Which one? Um, I was going to say, how shit would it be if it just went? 
No. No. Probably the camera guy one was pretty cool. That was kind of like, oh, you know, uh, the kids laughing that I definitely heard, uh, although I wasn't on a tour. Um, a couple of the photographs have been sent have been quite interesting, though, the things, you know, because I know the layout of the vaults like the back of my hand. And mm-hmm. um, to see something there that shouldn't be there, and it's, you know, I just, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be quite, there, there, there has been a few, actually, yeah, mm-hmm. especially from, you know, people on the tours who write to an email us afterwards. I mean, that one that we can see right now is creepy, yeah? That is... I... Um, I, I, you, you actually sent me that. You sent me that, and I looked at I looked on my phone at it before, and I, I wasn't really getting it. But seeing it on the big screen, um, I think I might need to go and sleep with my mum tonight. <laughs> the um, the first That's thing I thought when I saw that was uh, wow, Bez was in Greyfriars, and then I had noticed the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had? Uh, have you ever had James uh, a tour guide just quit halfway through a tour? Um. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have, uh, we've got tour guides who, even when they go through the training and stuff, and everything's great and great, and you know, they they obviously know what they're getting into, and they just, I don't know if they think it's a big laugh or something, but there's been a few times where, on a guide's training tour, when the first time they are actually doing a tour, uh, put them on a tour, and there's been a few times they've actually quit that night because something's happened, um, and a couple of them have said in the past, well, I didn't think it was actually real, <laughs> so. You know, and that's been it. So, yeah, we've had uh, a few guides don't go into, diff- you know, certain places. Uh, a couple of the guides won't actually go into the Black Mausoleum. They'll only stand outside. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does affect the guides as well, I suppose. Yeah, because, well, again, you do get kind of used to it. Yeah. So we uh, do have plans to meet with you in February to kind of check it out and do a lot of filming and stuff. So say i was like yo j max totally up for going in the black mausoleum is that something that can happen where we can just be like right go j max and we could film them is that very possible yeah obviously i mean there is uh, the 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 yeah uh, the, the the permits and things like that um unfortunately due to Greyfriars being owned by the council there is a lot of rules in place um because it's a historic site above all else so unfortunately filming and stuff like that i mean ghost investigations uh, are completely banned from Greyfriars. Oh. the council banned them in 2007. Uh, we used to have you know overnight stays in the prison and stuff but that was all you know stopped um again filming has to be permitted you have to get hold of the council let them know you're filming and mm-hmm. things like that uh, it all has to be above board and there's enforcement officers and uh, great bars now as well which is yeah. which is good to see for the anti-social side of things not that it was bad yeah. but it does kind of, you know, help with antisocial. And there's a new tour guide registration scheme where all mm-hmm. tour guides now have to be registered to use Greyfriars, which is a which is a fantastic thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, Hi. So can we get in or what? I have the but, keys. Yeah, of course. But um, so we can't. We just can't film him getting smashed. I mean, we can. No. We can what about still, still, still photography? Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, people are allowed in a. Obviously, if you're a tourist and you're filming, you know, just for your, your TikTok reel or something like that, that's perfectly allowed. You know, it's anything right. that's uh, commercial-wise or going on live. Uh, it's a separate permit for a live stream um, permit, uh, but anything that's going to go on a website to promote anything else, you, you need obviously a permit and license for to be able to use that. In, yeah. you know, from the council but yeah. people are like obviously taking photos during the day if they're on their trip that's perfectly you know obviously it's, 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 I see a lot of people get under the pressure it's a public space the amount of ghost hunting groups that you know get really ratty as well as a public place and do what I want 
Mm. Uh, it's not a public space. It belongs to the council. It's council grounds. Mm. You know, if they want right. to lock the gates twenty four seven. We'll uh, we'll have a wee a wee chat about that aspect Aye. of shit once the the show's finished, just to kind of yeah. iron stuff out. We mm. might need to end up contacting the council and stuff like that. But anyway, oh, can you bring yeah. up that last comment, Kevin? Which one? <clears throat> Taps. Aye. Yeah. Taps, um, that the big ghost hunters. The, the, the Atlantic Paranormal Society. That's that's ghost hunters. That's, that's fucking that's sci-fi channel. Thing. That's <laughs> if that's if that's Hi, from them, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, shout out to Taps. Know, yeah, for what I know, that's quite that's big time. Yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty sweet. Um if if uh, Cody Cody Ray Debian, that's 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 so French. Um, if you are genuine, man, thanks for tuning in. If you're not, what are you doing? Fucking doing that. <laughs> that is the most Scottish response to something like that. That looks awesome. See if you're fake, you're a fake. <laughs> Cover all angles from the start. Just in case, you know, you don't want to um, be too happy. I've just done a quick Google, Google search, and there, Cody's really comes up in amongst them. Oh, He's very well known. Man, if that's, if that's you, man, thank you very much for watching, and uh, thanks for thanks for. Just commenting. I mean, that, that's yeah. sweet, sweet as an uh, the, the guy in the bottom right is the is the the the, the legend of this uh, mm. little adventure that we're on right now. Um, but uh, aye, we're the host of the show, so we're more important. So thanks for getting <laughs> Cody says, "Yep, that's us." Always jumping on random paranormal live streams. Ah, wow. absolute pleasure. Is um, that sarcastic or not? I just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> well, I've got the no, most no, uh, documented paranormal case in the world. So, yeah. uh, what exactly? When you when you yeah. Cody, when you Cody fo- follow us, Jibber Jabber Podcast. Get us followed. Fo- we follow will be in touch. City the of the Dead. City of the Dead right. tours. Come along. Uh, I take it he's not from the UK, but if you're no, ever in no. the UK, Scotland, come along and do a City of the Dead tours. I'm sure James and Jan. Will be, do you uh, know what? Uh, that would be pretty, pretty incredible to do, actually. Well, hey, thanks, Cody. <laughs> um, oh, that's unexpected. It's, it's so funny. You have to be so careful about what you say. Oh my God! So best of the phone just followed me. This is the paranormal. That's the paranormal equivalent of Sylvester Stallone following you. But I genuinely a is. podcast. Uh, like you want taps to follow you, you know. So that that's that's awesome. If that's if that's real, and if it's real, thank you. If it's not, still fuck you. But anyway, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, thank you very much, well, Cody. You did send over a couple images before we start talking about the vaults, right? You sent over a couple images, and one I was like, "What is this?" So I'm going to bring it up now. What's that? That's my that's girlfriend. A- <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. That makes me sound like a, that makes me sound like a criminal. Um, no, it wasn't buried with a bell. That's for sure. Uh, that, that is a chihuahua. There's my ex-girlfriend. So, is that? I take it. Was that? Because I know you said yourself. I found that, that, yeah. yeah. I found Aye. that in vaults when I was excavating um, during the first lockdown. I decided to just go through a wall and start digging shit out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why not? You know? Um, so, yeah, um, they were found in, in amongst an animal uh, dump, basically a pit oh. full of animal bones. Um, I found horse jaws, cow jaws, pig teeth, um, and that chihuahua skull and bones was uh, digging amongst it. No idea how. How the hell did a chihuahua skull get into that? Because <laughs> well, the, the, the horse is okay, but the chihuahua's not. Right? <laughs> Are we just glossing over that entire conversation? The thing is, I mean, 
the bones yeah. were there from when people lived there. That that was the meat they were eating. It would have just been the, you know, right. the, the, the bones would have been just discarded. Right. So shawarmas weren't introduced to the UK officially until 1860, but hmm. this part I was excavating is from about 1824. So, so the national, be... I got hold of the leading. Although clearly is a chihuahua. Yeah, it was my ringtone. The wife was trying to phone me. What the fuck is going on? So basically, yeah, it's a chihuahua and it predates. But there was a lot of merchants in in the cowgate at that time. You know, a lot of merchants. So it could have been come over. It could have been. I mean, obviously, a dog that size with the horse and carts. It could have been trampled and killed. It could have been stolen and held for ransom to get money out of because only people would have had small dogs. It's countless. There's, uh, we don't know why I got there, but it is a chihuahua skeleton that was found. Oh, See, cool. when you're talking about going excavating, and yeah. do you have to, like, what's the legislation for that? Do you have to get, like, permits and stuff? And I know, speaking of you... No like, comment. Next. <laughs> 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 I'll shut up. No problem. No, no, um, the, the the owner of the vaults that we rent is Nori Rowan, ex international rugby player uh, for I Scotland. Know. He's the man responsible I, 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 for I, I, digging all the vaults and, and bringing them all back to the to how they are now. Uh, I've got a great relationship with Nori. Um, I I do maintenance and stuff for our vaults and. I get to do things other people don't get to do, um, mm. like bits behind walls and stuff. Obviously, I'm not going to get a sledgehammer and start knocking the shit out of the walls, <laughs> you know, because you know that's just kind of. Uh, but certainly, um, you know, um, sorry, the wife's still phoning me. Uh, All right, I thought it was a ghost <laughs> intercepting the stream there. Hold on, actually, do us a favor, mate. Do us a favor. Just answer it. Just take the call. Take the call right now. <laughs> Like just take just take the call. Let's take it on the show and we'll all just watch. <laughs> oh he's frozen. Uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he's answered. I think he's when a- you I, I think when he answers what happens is it cuts us off. That's yeah, a shame. Yeah. Reese That's a shame. Uh, we'll go to a, a quick question here from uh Reese. He says, My kid when she was like six months old would always stare at the corner of the room for like two to three minutes every every un- Men's every day until she got a wee bit bigger. That's called wind. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm you never know. Kids. I'm going with kids can see stuff, but we can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm hundred percent with you on that one, Kieran. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. think. Have you ever seen these videos of like kids just like talking uh, to random people in their kitchen, uh, just say, "Hey, yeah. how are you?" It's yeah. like, "What? Well, who are you talking to?" I'm talking to the guy with a fucking hole in his head. <laughs> the kids, <laughs> the kid does not have. Any comprehension yeah. of what a hole in the head means, mm-hmm. and you're like, um, what what's going on here, man? There's, I think kids are kids are tapped into stuff that they forget. Oh, yeah. And that's... well, kids are a blank canvas until they're conditioned by the parents. You know, there's no such thing as monsters. No such thing as ghosts. Go back to sleep. You know? mm-hmm. um, exactly. Go yeah. back to your own bed. You know. Um. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I I seen a video uh, a couple of days ago. I'd seen it before, and then I could never find it again. And it was on a a stream of videos I was watching and it was a set of three wee girls um, in a room like screaming at a corner of the room shouting and saying like you know we're not happy with you you keep waking me up and I just want to go to bed and blah 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 
and eventually the the kind of mum comes in, turns the light on, whatever, and she's like, "What are you shouting at?" Whatever, and they all just all three of them at once just go, "The man in the corner," and she's like, "Hey, out you come, bud." <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's the only reaction to that. I mean, <laughs> that's not how that do you, happened. I don't know how you respond to that? Generally, man, that that happened in my house one night. My wee boy came through. We, we live in a relatively new house. I mean, the house isn't more than thirteen years old. Maybe it's it's, it's pretty new. Um, but my kid was four when we moved in here, and he walked through to our bedroom one night and said, "Mummy, why is there a man covered in tomato sauce in the hall?" Tomato sauce? <laughs> no tomato sauce. It's relish, son. Get back to bed. <laughs> I was like, Just like that, that's your dad, and he's pissed. Go back to bed. <laughs> sauce. No, I was in. I was in bed as well. It was. See, if I wasn't in bed, and then Mel. If, if my wife came to me in the morning and said, listen, Murray was saying about a guy covered in sauce in the hall, I could be like, oh, oh, what am I like? But um, I was in bed. <laughs> what am I, I was, like? I was in bed, man. Like, I'm I'm imagining, like, as soon as he said that, I'm imagining a guy just, like, covered in blood, standing in front of my kid, just like... <laughs> um, like, the, the ghost of Christmas yet to come. <laughs> uh, that's and, what your missus says <laughs> no no I'm, I'm never yet to come <laughs> oh man and that took a turn <laughs> um, the uh, the vaults that's something that for uh, <laughs> the vaults I've never actually I always knew Greyfriars as is is the vaults under the actual Greyfriars no. no so what is no. the vaults the vaults are part of South Bridge, which is along the other end of Chamber Street from Greyfriars. South Bridge mm-hmm. uh, joins on from North Bridge at the Tron Kirk, and it opened up the south side of the city, up Nicholson Street and way up that way. It was mm-hmm. basically to span the gap of the Cowgate, basically, to, to open up right. the south side of the city, where we no longer needed defence walls around Edinburgh and we could actually branch out. So there had been talk for a long time about a bridge mm-hmm. to be built across mm-hmm. the Cowgate. Um, and that's when Southbridge was, you know, started finally. The Act of Parliament was passed and uh, it started to build in 1785. Mm. So, so basically, Southbridge is a, is, a, is a viaduct bridge. It's a massive viaduct structure and it's got uh, 19 arches holding it up that you can't see because they're sandwiched in between the buildings on either side. Imagine a straight line with four buildings, you know, four blocks to either side pushed against the arches and that's what forms the vaults. Ah, I see. Yeah, I'll just the old bridge up that are behind the tenement buildings. And uh, see, see, earlier on when you were saying about the the homeless gentleman that fell through mm. uh, the first layer of the, the the mausoleum into the second layer. Mm. How deep does Greyfriars go then? How many layers are there? Oh, loads. I mean, I it be, yeah, I mean, it used to be a sweeping valley um, that ran, you know, flush right down to the Cowgate. Um, estimates there's 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 definitely over three quarters of a million bodies in Greyfriars. Um, it was the main burial place for Edinburgh for for years, years and years and years. It that, replaced, that replaced St Giles, didn't it? It did, yeah. St Giles was already getting overflowing, and you know the bodies were coming out of the ground, slipping down to the cowgate, and things with the with the way the so, you know the land is. So yeah, you needed to. It was Mary Queen of Scots that gave it uh, gave the lands in the monastery to the people of Edinburgh to be used as a. 
so what were, what were they doing with it? Like you bury six feet down, and then you bury five and nine inches well, down, and then five and yeah. I mean, basically they would just get the plots, and then once there was no family left, or you know the plots had run out, they would they would just re resell the plots. They would just smash the coffins down, you know, and just keep going. They would just smash them down and just keep burying people on top of each that, other on top. Of that each other. sounds an awful lot like desecration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I suppose it was, but you know it's. Uh, they needed the space. It sounds it sounds so daft when you say it, but it's like, well, well they they needed the space. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. But, but do, do you know that that's so well, true yeah. of everything, even even today. It's like they, they they'll they'll kick people out of the the houses or flats that they've been living in for 15, 20 years to move them Not to even. somewhere else, and it's like, oh, what what the fuck are you doing that for? Oh, we need the space. It's high, but. <laughs> I've lived here. This is my my house. This is my home, and that's a living person. What must a dead person think when somebody comes uh, along? No, it's just, just like here, mate. You're fucking it. <laughs> uh, it, it can't it can't be a nice thing. Yeah, but yeah, that, but again, that's why it's built up as well. You know, there's a lot of landfill used as well to build Greyfriars up now to what you see today. Mm. You know, so it is a lot higher than it would have been. You know, and it's a lot more bumpier than it would have been back mm. then, rather than the sweeping valley that it was. Yeah. Uh, what about the uh, the stories of like the like the mass graves in the corner? Yeah, down the bottom, the mm. at the grass market gate. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the mass graves of the criminals who were executed. They weren't given obviously proper burials. Uh, obviously, they were missing their heads. They were missing their hands if they were you know caught stealing or you know murder if they'd strangled or you know if they shot somebody or something. And um, so that's where yeah, that's where all the criminals were put. James Earl Martin, his remains is in that big pit down the bottom. Yeah. Because they weren't deemed, because they were criminals, they weren't deemed to have a proper burial, you know, um, and their their body wasn't complete, so it couldn't get a proper, you know, burial. <clears throat> wow. See, Matthewman says, is it true that body parts can pop out of the ground when the weather is pish? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it happens all the time. Um, yesterday, yesterday, I was I, I was with the police in, in the graveyard. Somebody reported a bone coming out of the ground. Um, you, uh, involve the, you actually have to involve the police at that point. If, if there there is obviously legal protocol in place which has to be followed, you know, extremely strictly to the code. At the end of the day, there is laws in place. If a bone is lying on on the ground, it can be picked up, bagged and tagged, and then what happens is um, it gets reburied as close as possible by the council um, to where it was found. So it gets put back in the ground. If the bone is slightly, if it's still covered or if it's in the ground, or if you have to use force to pull it up, the police need to be informed. Um, it's just a one-on-one -on -one call. There's set questions that needs to be asked. Um, you know, uh, the first question is always, "Is it supposed to be there?" Which is always funny. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Did, did you pet that there? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, the police just want to know if there's any scenes of a recent crime. You know, but just bone fragments that come up. Um, so then they they either say, "Right, we're sending somebody out," or they say, "I'm quite happy for you to deal with that." So then we get permission to actually remove it. So no, nobody's walking over it, nobody's standing on it, nobody's crushing mm -hmm. it down anymore, which is the main concern, is at the end of the day, that has been a person, and utmost respect has to be maintained mm. for that person at all times, so, even though it's a fragment bone. Yeah. So theoretically, right, if I wanted to burn a body and get rid of the bones... <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to go look in the graveyard, no. 
Uh, <laughs> and it's like the Shawshank Redemption. See if you just take a walk in the graveyard every day and just drop your trouser leg. I've just realised I've I've said those sentences with this tash. I'm in trouble. Yeah, you, you're you've basically screwed yourself now. Craig Matthewman oh. says, "Can you not just take it home to the dug?" <laughs> no, no, that would be highly illegal. Uh, that would be uh, so grave robbing, and I would. Yeah, you'd look at life imprisonment possibly for that one. Yeah. Uh, are, are, there still, are there still some like old kind of dr draconian uh, laws about like lifting bones from? The yeah, you can only take a body up on the second Sunday of a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean laws are still in place because they're not changed. Um, yeah, um, obviously the bones can't leave them, I and mean, they have been buried, and to remove them is illegal. Um, to you know, mess with them at all is 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 illegal. Um, but certainly to take them away as a souvenir, no, no, that's it's highly breaking the law. Uh, have you ever yeah. caught anybody trying I'm to? Just gonna, I was just gonna ask that. Uh, well, Jan, Jan did. It was Jan that discovered <laughs> uh, Sonny Devlin. Sake, Jan, you just outed him. <laughs> kicking the uh, kicking George's head around the graveyard. That was Jan <laughs> that caught the boys doing that. He was the all main right. prosecution witness for the case. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming the head yeah. was put back. Yes, it was. Yeah. Imagine that. I mean, what kind of person do you need to be wow. to? Well, there's a skull. You know what I fancy then? Five aside. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, well, if. <laughs> well, that's great. I was going to say, it depends, it depends on the kind of person. There's two ways to look at that. There's the wee arseholes that'll do it, or there's the proper historians that'll look back at Aztecs that used to play sport with human heads. Yeah, they did, actually. Yeah. So there's two ways to address that one. Yeah, I knew the answer who it was, but you never know. It's nice, to, it's nice to play devil's advocate in that one. J-Mac, you read out this question. This is from Michaela Manzakova, who happens to be Urkiran. Hiya. That guy, that's his wife. Uh, so, hello, Kieran's wife. Um, you are more, <laughs> you're much more than that, sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to pay for that, thanks. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, send me the texts. Um, I've heard a few stories of people who had imaginary friends as kids and would describe them to their parents who would recognize the description and show the kid a pic of the relative that passed and the kid would say, yeah, that's what my friend looks like. Terrifying. Fucking right it is, Michaela. <laughs> um, without putting too fine a point on it. Um, aye, that's, uh, that's pretty scary shit. Um, but this is... Jamie, again, just we were, we were talking about it earlier. Kids aren't conditioned to think a certain way, so they are going to see what they see, and that is the that's the end of it. I like the idea of this that um, see wherever the other world is when you've passed. They're all kind of coming through. So say it's like a a train station, and they're all kind of coming through to come over to the other side to come in, and that watch us comes through and scratches someone right in one of James's tours right and walk back in. They're like, all right, George, and George's like. I cheers because they're all fucking blaming me, and I've never even been out there. <laughs> 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 see, see on that on that kind of basis, like of uh, kids seeing things. Have you ever had a parent bring along kids to a tour? Ah, but they get knocked back because we're not kids to. So <laughs> no, I'm not, I do. I do. I'm just curious. If we find it decided yeah. I want kids to go on this. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, obviously, all, all the time. Um, I mean, we we've, we've got a, a an age restriction of twelve. Um, although I say our tours are not suitable for under sixteens. Um, you know, 
none of our guides are scripted, so a lot of the guides, you know, go with the banter. They have a banter with the with the group, which obviously is a lot of times adult orientated banter. You know, especially on a nine o'clock Saturday tour. You know, it is going to be adult banter. It's not the kids that get offended; it's the parents of the kids that get offended on behalf mm. of the kids. Mm. You know, and to eliminate that, that's why I say our tours are not suitable. If they're willing to bring their twelve-year-old along, you know, it, I mean, we're certainly not what some class is a family-friendly attraction. <laughs> you know, um, Aye, that's but true. yeah, we've had people try to turn up with toddlers and push chairs and everything, and you know, it's just, oh, no, no, um, you know, um, we don't want to be putting that. But yeah, we 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 can't accept any under twelves on the tour anytime, and they will be turned away. Mm. Or if the guy believes them to be under twelve, then uh, they would be turned away. Yeah. Yeah. The um the vaults. So has like is is there a lot of we know that Greyfriars Kirkyard has so much going on. There's a lot of different things that's happening there in regards to the, what was the name of that fella that he was, he was like a laughable poet and he wanted to be so famous. And then, uh, yeah, William McGonagall. Yeah, yeah. So he, there's him, there's George Mackenzie. There's a lot yeah. of rich history there. We know that about Greyfriars. But what, mm. what, what have we got for the vaults? What's the, the story of, of the vaults? I mean, it was just basically. I mean, the, the structure itself is just a, an, an amazing uh, feat of engineering. You know, um, it's a massive structure. Um, look at that! Just look at that photograph, man. Well, that's one of the that's one of the arches holding up the bridge. You know, the traffic's oh, above. Fantastic! Uh, that's yeah. our main vault um, with the three that's different levels. Obviously, the floors have come down. But yeah, I mean, it was built originally. All the vaults were formed to make uh, storage and. Um, storage and workshops for the businesses that would rent, you know, the storage was extra from the mm. shops and that would pay for the upkeep of the bridge. But um, due to Scots being tight arses and everything we do, uh, we, we built this amazing, amazing feat of engineering. Mm. And basically, we, we never waterproofed the fucker because it was being <laughs> <too expensive. laughs> We never used puddling clay when we built it because it was deemed too expensive and unnecessary because it never rains in Edinburgh, does it? Mm. Oh, so, no, never. No. Never. So the bridge was never waterproofed. So from day one, you know, the rain would come and sit on the pavement and the, the road and it would just seep through. And it still does to this day at certain points. It seeps in. Just so look at that. Just, yeah. just, just look it's at that photograph, man. It's, that's, that's absolutely spectacular. How, has, has anybody ever... Uh, filmed inside those vaults for the purposes of uh, a movie or a TV show? Oh, loads, yeah, yeah. Well, most haunted were in these vaults as well. Uh, um, about, uh, so like, like outside, outside the paranormal stuff, is it like anybody, like um, maybe a, a historical drama or a horror movie, stuff like that? Any, anybody ever tread their toad? Tread their toad? Um, toes in there? It's mainly been for paranormal shows or TV you know, shows like that. Um, mainly used for that, certainly not for filming locations, as far as I am aware. Uh, I could yep. be wrong. That's, that's actually a shame. That's yeah. that's actually a shame that it's only been We're used for those shows well, because yeah, we can use it on TV, but yeah, there's a lot obviously the water's coming in and stuff like that, so the equipment wise, and you know, and it's obviously the electricity is non existent, it works, but then it doesn't work and it's water dripping in, so it, is, it could be a nightmare step to work with. Well, I've got a, I've got a, an idea for a short film that we could totally film in there if we can go and get some funding for it. It's about a ghost that gets blamed for cutting and scratching and bashing everybody, and he basically <laughs> passes through. And I think, <laughs> I mean, that'd be quite a cool story, Let's right? Call him. 
Let's call him George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, let's call him fucking Jamie. <laughs> oh, I'm only responsible for 312 of the cases, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, Matthew Man what? on the oh, goal sends in. Sake, Craig. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, he has done that between yeah. the start of this show and this point. Craig <laughs> has put that together. Thank you very much. That is my idol. That is my man. I love Freddie Mercury. Thank you very much, Craig, for just making just you've just immortalized me as you, that that that's that moment in in Live Aid. So thank you very much, Craig. You're a fucking legend. And and uh, Kevin is going to send you another free T-shirt as a result of that. I'm still waiting on Heather sending the first free T-shirt that we offered him. Hey, Heather, <laughs> where the fuck are you? <laughs> Not much, she's AFK. <laughs> uh, so the vaults as part of the tour then, right? So do you, if you, for someone watching that might be wanting to come along to Scotland or lives in Scotland that has never experienced the City of the Dead tours without giving too much away, what's your kind of route? I mean, I did see it. I don't know if this is, a, if this is allowed, right? But on YouTube, Somebody was like filming. Yeah, they were filming. filming yeah, uh, yeah that was Jerry. That's Jerry's tour. Yeah, Jerry. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, the guy just don't. I mean, it's not the fact of that it's, it's other people in the tour as well. Obviously, they might not want to be filmed or put on film and put on YouTube. You know, it's, it's yeah. we don't allow <laughs> filming on the tours. Um. Mm -hmm. Just because of that, and you know, other places as well, and a lot of the places are council loaned as well, which again, you would need to film it if you want to upload it to YouTube for your for mm. your channels and stuff. So a lot of it, but yeah, that was a sneaky one. But every guide with us is different. So, um, you know, we all do the tours our own way. Mm. You know, uh, we, we don't, although obviously John owns the tours and he is an author, you know, he doesn't insist that we follow scripts to his exact words. Mm. You know, so we all put our own take on things. We all tell, we all choose what stories to tell. And so we are all, all the guides are different to each other. Mm -hmm. So you'll never have the same experience, you know, twice. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. And as, as does that ghost? Does it like start off in Greyfriars, go through the vaults, and end up in Mary Queen's Close and that kind of stuff? Or well, Ma uh, Mary King's is totally different. That's a different location, and um, right. that's the street under. Well, there's not under the Royal Mile. It goes away from the Royal Mile, mm -hmm. but that's on the Royal Mile. Yeah, that's the the one sixteen forty five with the plague and stuff. Uh, yeah. A lot of people can get confused though with Mary King's and the vaults, uh, yeah. because they are both underground. Um, you know, Mary King's is very visual. You have got the old doorways where the vaults are nothing more than storage space, but mm. the history of when people lived there and, you know, the, the, the disease that wiped through there as well, although it was 100, odd, almost 200 years after Mary King's. Hey, hey, COVID-1787. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the plague doctor masks and stuff. Um, yeah, so they are very, very different to each other. Absolutely, absolutely different, yeah. Mm. Mary McIntyre says, "Go on a tour." Who is guide? Who, who is Mary McIntyre? That's, <laughs> That's the big mystery. <laughs> <laughs> That's your sister. That's my sister. Yeah. Your sister's <laughs> a wee legend, man. She's fucking bumming you up on this. Go on a tour with Jamie Kerstorfen. He's the legend. He is, man. You, 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 you've given us more than a lot of people, and we really appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, just wait till you come to Edinburgh. I'll give you whatever you want for some jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Jilly Wayne's. Yeah, it's actually really entertaining as well on social media when you post because, like, you're quite active on social media. Your photos really capture 
Edinburgh and its dark elements. Uh, I always look at your images and I'm like, man, Edinburgh is such a nice place and it's on our doorstep. And as well as that, you're always kind of posting updates of what you kind of see in the graveyard. Also, Greyfriars Bobby, uh, we've not not that I ever have. I didn't even know it was a thing, but we've, people need to stop rubbing the nose of the statue, right? Stop rubbing the Bobby. Poor wee Bobby's red raw, and you know he's got a sore sore tip because he's been rubbed that much. <laughs> I mean, seriously, these people for you know good luck, right? These people don't believe in fairies for a start. So uh, why the fuck would you go and rub the something that three hundred other people? have previously touched that day without the plague going around. Mm. What possible good luck could that bring you to then go have a subway or have a cigarette and have a drink? And you, you're eating people's shit. Stop rubbing the fucking <laughs> Please. Uh, you idiot. Uh, it's idiot. Uh, really, and it's destroying a great day listed monument at the end of the day. Mm. Um, we should be preserving it, not destroying it. And people rubbing it, and it's, it's destroying it. Simple as that. Um, it needs to be enforced. But because it's a national grade A-listed monument, there's so much red tape and legislations around it, you can't just change it. You can't just make it higher. You can't just put a fence around it. You know, there is a lot of red mm -hmm. tape. People should just stop fucking touching it. It's the yeah. easiest and cheapest and best solution. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, which is <laughs> not quite that I feel about that at all, by the way. I just want to... <laughs> Jim, he's like, to you might not be able to put a fence up around it, but I'll stand near it. Um, okay. By the way, talk about serendipity, but I read today, and correct me if I'm wrong, that it was on this very day. It was. Bobby died. What's the chances that we randomly decided to do this show today, and this is the day that he oh, died? One in 365, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, how, how crazy though, right? Talk about talk about. Yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, right? 150 years uh, today since, since the 150, we 150, and it's a number like that. Huh? Oh, wow. That's... So we can officially say that we've done a podcast about Greyfriars on the hundred the day that Bobby died. Hundred fiftieth anniversary. The day Bobby was no dies. The day that Bobby dies, otherwise known as marriage. <laughs> the day that Bobby dies. <laughs> oh la la. <laughs> God, that's bad. Uh, so we're looking forward to the kind of actually. Can can we just just. For the sake of um, decorum, can we just have like even ten seconds silence for just for the Bobby? For, for the Bobby. <laughs> Let's have ten seconds silence for Greyfires Bobby. And I'm counting it for now, right? We ready? That's three, two, one. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> that was a long, that was a that long, was the longest seconds. Bobby session you've ever had, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we're, we're definitely looking forward to coming out to the vaults. So obviously, we've got a full production crew, um, and we can do whatever we can do. Essentially, um, we'd probably would like you to kind of obviously you will lead it, but what I imagine that we'll do is come out and kind of make the ultimate. I mean, something that'd be really good for promotional stuff and bits and bobs here, but just something that really captures the fun and hopefully prove or witness any kind of goings on. Now, uh, I know that probably when people go there expecting to see stuff, you know, give us two taps and all that, right? Yeah. That unlikely to happen. So I think what's really cool is if we go in there with an aim for just 
have you telling some of the history, take us to points where you know this is where I found a dead chihuahua in the wall. You know, I mean, these <laughs> this is the area where folk are most likely to get smashed. All these kind of things, and then if something happens, it happens. And it might, you know, I, it could be. I can see, I can see how that one's going to go. So this is where most folk get smashed. So J Mac, <laughs> you can wait there. <laughs> we'll be back in ten minutes, and if he's still, did anybody, did anybody bring a chihuahua? No, <laughs> all right, J Mac, you wait fucking there or no? <laughs> so so that, that'll be that'll be pretty cool. Um, we're all kind of all of us will essentially be free at the start of February. Is this something aye, this is something we should uh should definitely we can premiere it, maybe do this again, but do like a, a 20 minutes intro and then premiere it everywhere on social media and whatnot and have people tune in live like here, but they'll watch what we've filmed and it'll That'd be pretty uh, yeah. cool. I'm thinking we we bring we bring Jamie back and we we do what we're doing just now, but we bring in clips from uh, what we filmed that night and stuff. You know, it, it, well, it'll no, be a fucking blast. The thing is, though, we reaction uh, video. <laughs> I we we'll essentially play the full thing in its entirety as it's released. Yeah, like so a director's cut audio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So if we film it, if we film it, this is the bit where Jamie shit his pants for the third time. <laughs> I know you can't <laughs> see it. It's Kevin Mask. <laughs> oh, fucking third. <laughs> but it'd be pretty cool to do that. I know that a lot of people would uh, tune in for that, and then after it finished, we can kind of talk about it in retrospect and all that. We could even bring Jan on to talk about some of the, maybe plug some of his books and even just rate you on your when you're uh, are you are you more historically uh, accurate when it comes to Greyfriars than Jan or is Jan the man? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more. Um, you know, evidence for a lot more stuff since the you know the books were written. There's a lot of yeah. uh, updated information done and stuff like that. So, um, I, I don't know if Jan still researches um, or not for, but he's he's busy writing other books and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, have you ever um, followed I've asked him this. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I've got the information there for the South Bridge, but it's it's covered in such a vast period. You know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. So basically, from 1750. I want to do it right up to present day, which is a massive task. Um, you know, the businesses that were there, the businesses that, you know, didn't survive, you know, through the times and what the buildings have been used for. So, yeah, it's a mammoth task. There's so much information, yeah. There's a documentary in the works. Ah! Yeah, there's more than, yeah, there's plenty of, uh, plenty, plenty of history in a minute. Uh, Edinburgh's rich and full of, full of history, and I think it also looks like a place that's straight out of a movie that's about scary stuff. It's Gotham City. Uh, isn't it? uh, it's, it's, I don't know. Um, it depends what kind of daylight it is. Um, just before we wrap up here, there's one last thing that I wanted to ask you. Have you any experiences that you've had with? And that's the Museum of is it Childhood Toys. And I read yeah. in, Jan's, in, in his book, he talks <laughs> about how there was a nursery under there or in there. Yeah. And, yeah. Up, and these yeah, I think again. I mean, it was it was a myth that people were bricked up alive in Mary Kings. I mean, Mary Kings close to tell you that themselves now that people weren't. You know, we've got things like city archives and things, and we've now got the expenditures from the city expenditures from 1645. So we know people were taking food. Um, the, the, I think Jan took that from a myth again about that. It was more of a scary story that 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 grandmothers would tell 
mm. um, the, the wains that are mm. walking past in Victorian times. If you don't behave, you get locked up there like the plague victims, you know, mm. as guys do with the threats, you know. Mm. Um, so I think that stems from that. There's certainly no historical documentation to to say that, that I was. I mean, there's nothing in the press. You, I mean, you imagine um, children being bricked up alive and the parents try and get them and they just kind of walked away. I, I, oh, well, all right, then I fucking didn't like it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. ginger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dying hate. Can I, can I get a new one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been riots. There would have been riots and there would have been documentation in the press mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Even back then, you know, we, we did have the journals and, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to de- debunk it, um, mm-hmm. but where it came from, I'm not entirely sure. But it's certainly, I've heard it other places other than Jan who said it. So it was one mm-hmm. of these urban legends, I think, that kind of made it into the book. And it's kind of, yeah. Uh, whereas I'm more right down, I, will, I want to find right through the history of that building, you know, mm-hmm. right down, I'll even search building records, you know, going right back in the council archives, you know, right back for that address. And then finding out when new tenements were built, other ones were destroyed and, you know, um, so, <laughs> what have you got in your research? J-Mac, what are your headphones? It makes you look like you've got a weird haircut. <laughs> like when you're looking in the camera there, it looks like you've got like little things that come out the side of your hair, like a wig or something. Like, I, like, I, like I, an I, cup. It's my <laughs> fucking hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's shiny. That's shiny. Clark Gable. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any, I, uh, I try to go off uh, old old Edinburgh. Like, like I've got uh, the tash, I've got the the swipe, the, the side swipe tail. At least I've got hair. Fuck's sake! Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this um, wasn't too choice. Uh. We uh, <laughs> we have another submission what, what here. Is from... it, what, what does the B stand for on your your cap? Is it's it Boston Baldy? Talks. It's Baldy. Uh, Baldy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we have another submission here from uh, sorry from Greg oh, Matthews. Fuck <laughs> 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 Fucking French screen. <laughs> uh, the guy, the guy is a wizard. Um, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on again, James, and we'll do more right. again in the future, especially now that we're doing this paranormal stuff. We'd also like you to come with us when we check out places like the Lark Hall. Have you heard of the Black Lady Lark Hall? I have. I, actually, funny enough, I was reading something about that the other day, um, um, flicking through Facebook, I think it was. Um, could it could have been our podcast, no? Quite possibly. <laughs> like, but not actually, you were the first one, eh? <laughs> yeah, I was on the thing. <laughs> also, um, by the way, can I just comment on the fact that, Kieran, Kieran, you have managed to make a glass of water look manly as fuck. Do that again. <laughs> do, do that again. That's a stein of water, man. That's fucking impressive. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Matthew says B for Boltergeist. You should definitely come along with us. I think you would mm. probably serve as the veteran. You know how in a movie there's always one guy that's like got half a leg and it's the rest it's wood. He's like, <laughs> I've seen some. I've seen some. He always dies first. The Jesse Ventura of the outfit. I think you should definitely mm. come with us because we we do plan to do these because we're we're starting off this show by uh, doing a lot of the Scottish based stuff from our you know our, 
our doorstep. And uh, we're definitely going to be checking out most of the places that we have an app we have an episode with now the lark hall you can just essentially go up there so we don't really there's there's no one there that's like yo hi i'm from lark hall come and i'll show you but uh, you know you've got the experience of the the veteran that knows what uh, you know what's to look for and stuff and we're going to do a bit more research and where to find bits and bobs and we'll go there and there's the apple bank in um i asked them a while ago if they if they were up for us going up and checking out the haunted pub but they left me on red, so <laughs> I just have to go there anyway. That comes under. <laughs> That's the old jibber jabber standard. But you you should definitely come along with us and uh experience. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this. This could be criminal activity. <laughs> <laughs> Just blame it on J Mac. Aye. Why the blame fuck? No way. Blame it on his tash, let alone Aye. anything else. If anything, when we all get lined up against the wall, it's him that is getting put behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody screenshots me doing that, <laughs> screenshots you doing what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I wind. Bye. So. We're really looking forward to hanging out with you on in February, and we awesome. will make sure to chat a little bit after this to kind of get the the stuff sorted with that, and we'll make something really cool of that. Um, make sure yeah. to definitely check out cityofthedeadtours.com. I think even someone said in the comments there, I didn't highlight it though, that that they'd uh, you'll be getting a couple new people on the tour after watching this, which is pretty cool. That's always the aim of the and and hey, Jan sold some books. <laughs> <laughs> J-Mac looks like Borat at class, just to, just to finish it. Um, yes, you can, <laughs> you can uh, check this show out on Spotify and everywhere after the fact. And uh, we're really looking forward to February where we'll get together and do some crazy stuff. Uh, but oh, for boy. the meantime, uh, keep it scary. And we look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Where the next episode, and get this, James, you'll need to tune in for this one. We're going to have a medium on. Uh, still <laughs> getting a couple of details right now, but there's a My medium coming on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to quiz him and ask him All about right. his life as a medium and how it works. And, you know, does he just go and put the kettle on and there's somebody sitting there like, ah! <laughs> he's, like, he's like, how's it going? You want a copper? Or, or does it work? You know, I, I've never actually sat down and had the chance to speak to him. And all you guys get to do it in the comments section as well, where you get to really, uh, the guy has so many people following him he has a lot of people that will swear by he's the real deal right so all credibility he seems to be the real deal so it's not you know come on and we'll badger you or come on and we'll ask you to tell us about us but just more how did it start how did you know how did you get there how did you make mm. it better how did you grow this talent or gift that you have I, so i'm not really gonna to <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i might do a bit of that because i am <laughs> i am the heel and the heel. I, i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna jump in there i'm gonna ask the awkward questions but yeah. i'm sure he's gonna have answers for them so i'm looking forward to it um, absolutely thing is, he's, if he's that good jmac he'll already know the question he'll know he'll know <laughs> and he's very credible as well um he's also from the uk so it'd be interesting to see if he could come and see if it is actually uh, George Bloody McKenzie or if it's just wee Rab wearing his uh, Burberry socks and a cap. Imagine that this whole time. This whole time! See, <laughs> uh, Matthew says, crack and show, time. lads. <laughs> As always, lads, keep hashtag keep tash. I think there's a free t-shirt to come in there with the hashtag keep, keep tash. It, uh, mate, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to keep this now. This is, this is at least... 
because of this podcast, I'm keeping this tash for one more day. One uh, more day. And if anybody wants me to keep it longer, just like and subscribe <laughs> and all that shit. Oh, I think that's the best plug you've ever done, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, guys. Thanks very much. Again, thanks, Jamie. Uh, you guys can follow him at City of the Dead Tours, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Take it easy, guys. Thank you for listening to Paranormal Pattern with Kev, J-Mac and Kieran in association with Jibber Jabber Podcast. You can watch future episodes live on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can also catch up on our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify and any available podcast database. Don't forget to check out our website at www.jibberjabberpodcast.com Good night and sleep tight.